the written apology does almost nothing. It lights up nothing. It's as though you didn't say it. And it's part of the reason you can't ever move on from that. Whereas the spoken apology, even if it's by phone, lights up the compassion center of the brain. Why? Because apologies are rough. That's Celeste Headley. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Thursday. I am thankful for you joining me today as we have speaker, author, and journalist Celeste Headley back on the show to give us the most essential rules of communication. So first, she's going to encourage us to do less of this one thing during our conversations. Then she's going to give us a phrase in which we can use when we're talking to someone about a difficult life experience. And lastly, she is going to discuss the best way to give and receive an apology. Here's Celeste Headley. Enjoy. So, I'm not going to go over the 10 steps, but I do want to talk about a couple things that you can change almost immediately. The first one is start noticing how much you talk about yourself. I'm not saying stop doing it because that's impossible. I'm just saying start taking note as you're talking. Because one thing that they have discovered is that we talk about ourselves at least 60% of the time. Maybe 60% doesn't sound like a huge amount to you, but you have to remember that that 40% is everything else, your car, your job, your dog, the other person standing in front of you. Everything else in the world is in the 40%, and the 60% is you and how you're feeling. Just something to take note of, because it, it turns people off. And the, the one step that I especially wanted to focus on, besides listening, is I talk about not equating your experience with other people's. And this is the number one thing that I get pushback on. People have a really rough time with this. And what I mean by this is that somebody will be saying, oh, I lost my dad. My dad died over the weekend. And they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I lost my dad two years ago, and that was really rough. You know, he died of cancer. Now, I'm no psychologist. <laughs> I think that most of us do that out of really good intentions. I do. I think most of us think that that's showing empathy, that it's showing that you have a similar shared experience, and that you're trying to bond, but that's not how it works. 999 times out of 1,000, that is not how it works for the other person. Why? Because your experience is not the same as theirs. Losing your dad is not the same as them losing their dad. They are a completely different person in a completely different place in life, and number two, you're just drawing focus onto yourself. This person who's struggling now has to say to you, oh, I'm so sorry. 
Why would, why would you want them to be forced to, sh to reach out to you when they've just reached out to you with pain? And I totally get that it's almost always well-intentioned, but you're actually demanding something of them instead of giving to them in that moment. The best possible thing you can do is ask them how it is. How is it? I don't, I can't, you know, I, that must be really painful. Is there anything I can do? I mean, I, I, there's no words I can say. Because believe me, if you've read any of the topics on here's what not to say when someone dies of cancer, here's what not to say when they lose their job, blah, 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 right? You've all seen these posted. Here's what not to say. No, you can't say anything. You can, nothing is the right thing except tell me. They've reached out to you and they've told you that they lost someone, so let them tell you. That's what that moment is for. And I know it's really tough. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons why people have so much, such a hard time letting go of this is for what I alluded to earlier, because telling that story about yourself is not only cathartic, but you're yet again slamming your finger on that button of cocaine and sex. <laughs> it, it feels really good to you, but it doesn't feel really good to the other person. The other thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on time, don't you worry, Blake. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to focus on is listening. And again, this is something when we self-report, most people, if it's anonymous, because we tr a lot of people try to be, to be modest, but if it's anonymous, most people report that they're a good listener. And most of us are not. This, none of the things that I talk about when I talk about communication are things that I don't do still currently. The reason I'm an expert on this is because I've done and still do all these things on a daily basis in my professional and home life. <laughs> um, we, all, we all do it and we all have to get better. And the problem is that technology is making it harder and harder for us. So we're avoiding conversations that we don't wanna have. And here's a really interesting thing and this is especially about listening. Apologies, who likes to apologize in here? Does anybody enjoy that? <laughs> Two people love to apologize. Um, awesome. So here's the thing. When you send an email or a text, they can actually track um, the physiological and brain and neural changes when someone receives an apology by text or email. And I want you just to close your eyes for a moment and imagine that someone has done something really mean. Just remember the last time somebody did something awful to you. And imagine receiving that text. I'm really sorry. Now, notice any feeling changes in your body. Notice how you feel. Okay, now I want you all to look at me. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you, I'm sorry I did that. Is there a difference in the way that feels? It's not just perceived. In fact, the written apology does almost nothing. It lights up nothing. It's as though you didn't say it. And it's part of the reason you can't ever move on from that. Whereas the spoken apology, even if it's by phone, lights up the compassion center of the brain. Why? Because apologies are rough. And that's the point. They're painful. And the point is for us to hear that the person is struggling. And hearing them struggle with that apology actually goes, bing, compassion for this other human being. 
And then they're much more likely to forgive you. And then you can move on. If I can tell you nothing else besides putting your phone away when you're at lunch with somebody else, or anywhere else, a meeting especially, it's pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call people, especially if it's a tough conversation. Big thanks to Celeste Headley for stopping by and her take-home message for us to be great communicators are, number one, when in conversation with someone, become aware of how much we talk about ourselves and reduce it if necessary. Number two, a great way to listen empathically is to ask the question, how is it? How is it for you? And really dig deeper into that other person's experience because we all experience things differently. And number three, when it comes to apologizing and having hard conversations, she urges us to not text, but instead to either meet face to face or, as she said, pick up the phone and call. All right. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, CelesteHeadley.com, which is also her Instagram. Her latest book is entitled We Need to Talk, How to Have Conversations That Matter. And if you'd like to check out today's entire talk on YouTube, you can go there and type in Celeste Headley Communication Keynote Speaker. And if you'd like to check out the last time we've had a feature on the show, you can go back and check out episode number 360. And I'll have all the links to everything I just mentioned, as well as a link to the entire talk. They will all be in episode show notes below. So you can go and check that out. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you back here tomorrow. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.